Alright, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne and this is Elevated Friendship. So for today's topic, I want to talk about ending racism. And uh, (laughs) the funny thing is, um, in talking with my friends and family and you know, people from diverse cultures, you know, I've had a chance to hear, you know, uh, several perspectives, you know, you know, things that are really good, things that are really bad, things that are biased, things that are, you know, things I, I hadn't considered yet. And, um, you know, the, the, I think the number one thing that we should all be able to agree on is, I mean, you got from 1619 to, uh, you know, present day, um, black people have not been treated right. And, uh, you've got (laughs) in the biggest conversation, you have, uh, our understanding of one another. That's one. You have, uh, reparations. Uh, that's two. And then you have just humanity in general or, or psychology. You know, I, I gotta change that psychology. So, um, this search is not for the weak. You know, you want to talk about ending racism? You're going to have to talk about the world and world psychology. You know, it's, um, it's a little bit more than just saying white people are racist. Um, there's a whole deck of things that come before even 1619. As a matter of fact, you might even want to go and study what the earth, what the world, what people were doing at that time, uh, because the, the big secret, the big ding ding, is seeing what people are doing around the earth at this time. That's like the, you know, that's like the big aha moment. You know what I mean? So, I guess, you know, let, let's just get it out there and, and just say it. Like I said earlier, you know, black people have not been treated right in this country. Um, women have not been treated right in this country the last, I want to say, five, six hundred thousand years. <laughs> um, Native Americans to lose their land, have their food source completely cut off and be gutted and killed while they're doing the same things everybody else is doing. Tribalism, battles, all that. Um, The Asians were not treated well here. And then later, you know, in the South, um, the, you know, Aztec, Mayan, you know, population. um, I mean, they were treated horrible, you know. So it's like you've got all these people that were treated horrible. And to me, now this is to me. Now, maybe somebody, you, you can help me with this. Um, if, if if it's been done and I missed it, there has not been, based on 1619, 1776, 1865, and 1968, like, you've got all these things, but there hasn't been a nationwide, open apology. There hasn't been a nationwide explanation for the negativity, the anger. <laughs> you know, it's like anger. 
It's like, man, I'm really angry at this slave. I'm going to kill this slave. I'm going to hang this slave. Like there hasn't ever been an apology, not for just slavery, but the anger and, and judgment and bias and negativity attached to that mindset in that role from 1619 slave trades, triangle trade to 1776 birth of a nation to 1865 when slavery is over, to 1968, you know, when segregation finally ends, uh, uh, all the, the mistreatment and, and judgment uh, profiling uh, from the police. And it's like, we need the police. We need our first responders, you know? <laughs> so it's like, wait, I need your help. Just, I don't need you to kill me. Like, I need your help. Like if there's a fire or something's going on or there's a fight going on or, you know, somebody's hurt or this like, I need your help. I don't need you to kill me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and for those of you that have family and you're saying blue lives matter, of course, blue lives matter. Of course, all lives matter. Of course, black lives matter. But please don't tell me that all lives matter. And then when it comes to black lives specifically, you have a problem with that. So I haven't seen an open, like, like people in my eyes, people should be meeting in the middle of the street, hugging and crying because they understand what has happened in this country. Haven't seen that. There should be a reconciliation. There should be such a, a powerful movement of reality that people say, you know what? Let's let's move towards something better because this ain't it. This ain't it. So I'm thinking, how do you end racism? Because I, I didn't start it. <laughs> These are my tips and, and, and tools to share for a, a, a entryway, a segue into like, how do you undo this? How do you work on this? Because I didn't create it. I didn't give me or my family our last name. I didn't give me or my family the chains. <laughs> so since 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 whoever started it isn't going to remove it, these are my simple suggestions. May work, may not, on how to remove it. Because for some odd reason, even though I'm one man, and I had a friend tell me this, he's like, Wayne, he's like, no disrespect, but he's like, you're, you know, you're, you're an intelligent guy, but don't you think, the, the country as a whole should have figured this out by now. All the stuff you're saying. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's on them. I mean, wh whether people want to use the tools and resources they have for a better life and a better economy and a better culture, whether they want to use that, that that's up to them. For me, the easiest place to gain a better understanding of where we should be going and where we're coming from is the black churches. You will not find, as far as Christians in this country, a more compliant group of people than black Christians. The black Christians in this country have a new name. We didn't come over a boat with the same name. We all have a new name. We were all given a new name by a slave master. We were all given a new God as an exchange for slavery. You got the Christianity. So we have a new name, we got a new God, 
We have a completely new essence and 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 aura about us as far as the economy, the neighborhood, and who we will be. There were no African garbs or clothes or names or dances done after slavery. And I think if if you want to go that route, they would call it voodoo and orishas and you know all that. So, you know, that's where people, you know, preserve some of what they had and, and try to keep some of the beauty of it. But there is no easier place to start than the black church. These are the most docile, <laughs> the most docile, humbled and submissive black people because they submit to Christ. And what is a Christian life? It is a life of selflessness. Of course, you're a character. Of course, you can be one of the disciples. Of course, you can be one of the apostles. Of course, you can be one of the characters in this story. But the head of your life is Christ. So if people don't identify you with what they read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, John the Beloved, the love of Christ, Luke, who explains the, the physicality of manhood through Christ and all his miracles, Mark, I mean, he said that you'll be able to, to pick up serpents if you're a Jesus believer. You'll be able to speak in tongues if you're a Jesus believer, and you'll be able to drink a deadly thing and not be hurt, and that the love and the beauty will follow you. That's Mark. But then we get to Matthew. Matthew gets a little bit more political. And that's where, if, if you look at most black churches, I, I feel like that's why a lot of black people have struggled to really get involved with politics because um, the biggest politic they know is Christ. <laughs> so it's like the easiest place to start to understand not just the past, but the future on ending racism would be the black church. And nobody, nobody wants to do it. <laughs> I mean, what better branch of Christ and what better act of Christ than that good Samaritan? You know, th th that good Samaritan mindset. Or let he without sin cast the first stone. Why are we casting so many stones? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, are people in the projects, are people in the hood really supposed to teach <laughs> anyone that's, you know, in a, a three car garage house, anything about life? No, it should be the other way around. Me personally, I I don't understand how the, the 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 ghettos and projects lasted so long. We should have had a plan to move up and move out of that as a country. Why would you want people there? Why would you want the drugs and all that to fester and continue? Like take care of your country, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like there are certain things I won't allow in my home, which is like it's it's weird. The things I wouldn't allow in my home, I wouldn't allow in this country. So black professionals, start with the black professionals, black men and women who have put on a suit and tie or the pencil skirt and the, the nice business attire. They've gone to work every day seeking out a goal to do the work, but also uh, 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 blend into and work with a society that they know might not completely accept them. So they might endure or at sometimes not understand things that come from a culture that's completely outside of their base. So you got to learn it. You don't drink beer, but you drink beer. 
You didn't golf, but now you golf. You didn't listen to ACDC, now you listen to ACDC. <laughs> you know, you didn't play cornhole, now you play cornhole. <laughs> you know, your family, your football and track, but they're teaching you baseball. So black professionals, we've been put in, in the realm of America and the world in a way where we bend and mold to uh, what the goal asks of us, what the goal requires of us. And so, like, I, I hate to say it, but um, this excludes, this is not a Uncle Tom or Coonan type thing. Um, where most people, uh, you know, they have those people in mind that are easy, that don't go against the grain. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people that you'll sit down with that have had to work in corporate America and will challenge your beliefs and your thoughts. But somebody that's just going to repeat everything that you already know, somebody that's going to repeat everything that you already believe in, like that's not who I'm talking about here. I'm talking about somebody that's going to convince you to, <laughs> you know, use hot sauce instead of mayo <laughs> or barbecue sauce instead of, you know, uh, uh, ranch. <laughs> hey, all of them can taste good at the right time. Okay, at the right time. But you have black historians, black historians like me personally, I could care less. And this isn't to disrespect uh, 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 Ice Cube or LeBron James or Killer Mike or uh, T.I., uh, Busta Rhymes. It, like, I love them. I love them, okay? I love what they've been doing, and I love what they do with their voice, okay? Now, if I don't agree with something they say, I don't agree with something they say. That's me. But I don't want to talk to someone that's entertained me when it comes to historical facts, data, the past, present, and the future. I want to talk to someone who has been employed to specifically do that, or it is their job to speak on uh, uh, black, white, Native American, Asian, Irish. That's who I want to talk to about these things. So when people come to me, hey, Wayne, did you hear what LeBron James said? Did you hear what Ice Cube said? Did you hear what Little Wayne said? Did you hear what Buster Rhymes said? Did you hear what LeBron James No. Just like I, 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 I mean, if I go to Subway to get a sandwich, do I care what somebody else is eating in there? place like it, it doesn't I, I can't relate to that like it has little to no meaning to me because like they're an entertainer okay when you bring somebody on cnn or fox news or uh espn you know a lot of times you want that correspondent or you want that person to have a strong background in that field now if you want a voice of the people if you want a voice from the heart, yes, I get it. Yes, 100%. But I want to talk to a black historian. I want to talk to someone that's employed and been working in that field that has books and books and books and stacks of data to talk to me. Like, that's who I want to talk to. I don't care about what was on TV. If, if they don't have a PhD or <laughs> a long history of studying 
a thing, you know, finances, you know, goals, uh, trajectories. If they don't have a history of that, then I don't, that's not that's not any 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 help for me. So that's those would be your easiest places to start. Talk to those people. Don't go do the water cooler talk or hey, did you hear what such and such said? You know, that 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 bears little to no weight to me. Do you think I'll go to my to a bakery and ask for advice for an oil change? <laughs> you know, am I gonna go to a butcher? <laughs> am I gonna go to a butcher and ask him, hmm? What do you think about uh what do you think about those Patriots and and Buccaneers this year? Like I'm not why are you crisscrossing so much? Yeah, you can ask those people those things, but it's like I'm not gonna go ask a neurosurgeon, hey, what do you think it's gonna take to get this home built? What do you think it's gonna take to finance this loan? What do you think it's gonna take for Tesla to get uh, you know, a plant on the moon? Like uh, what? Why are we crisscrossing careers that don't even touch? <laughs> like they don't even touch. Like you're not going to ask an anthropologist what their best hip hop album is or to judge or grade hip hop. You see what I'm saying? Like weird. Um, so easiest place to start, start with black churches, start with black professionals, you know, start with historians, black historians. And, and, be prepared to under be prepared to hear something you didn't want to hear. Be prepared to hear something that, you know, maybe you didn't hear before. Now, why is this approach powerful? If I want to know about women, I'm going to ask women. I'm going to take notes. If I want to know about cars, I'm going to ask a mechanic. I'm going to take notes. If I want to know about how to bake a certain type of cake or pizza, or, you know, a certain type of recipe, I want to talk to the baker or the cook or the master chef or Gordon Ramsay. If I want to understand how to coach one, two, three, four, and five athletes to run and sprint in the Olympics, I need to go and find the coach that can do that well. I'm not going to go and ask the strength and power coach from uh, the offensive or defensive line the job of a completely different coach. So, Find a suitable and accurate person to speak with on these matters. And it's okay to find somebody that's intelligent and speaks well. Like arguing with somebody that just kind of proves how you feel doesn't really, th th that's not it. <laughs> well, of course, of course you would yell. Of course you'd be loud. Of course you'd cuss me out because that's what I believe about you people. That's what all you people are is loud and curse words and riots and all this. Well, I hate to say it, but that's what Tulsa, Oklahoma was. That's what, I mean, there's there's 10 more of those Tulsa, Oklahoma scenarios. And after we get done studying this and cycling this through the news about 80, 80 30 times, you'll see the others. My second point is reparations. Um, there's been big talk about reparations and the money that's due for the centuries of work that were done in this country and were never paid out. Um, <laughs> we've got deficits, we've got debt, we've got all this stuff in this country, which like to me is so confusing. I'm like, how do you have 400 years of slavery and, uh, <laughs> you know, pr pr pretty, pretty much, mm, 
Do I want to say that? Mm, okay. Yeah, we'll say 200. We'll say, we'll say 250. So how do you have all this slavery and all this wealth all this time <laughs> and now you're in debt? Like, weird. But <clears throat> reparations um, would be a really difficult thing to pay out. And here's why. The number one thing we need in this country concerning racism is friendship and respect. Now, it takes some time to reflect on that. What is a friend? A friend is somebody that you love and trust that has your back. Okay? Now, somebody that deceives you or lies to you or is a backbiter still, that's not a friend. That's an acquaintance. That's somebody you know. You could be friendly with them, but yeah, that's just, hey, he is a nice guy. You can describe them, but you won't describe them as a friend. You'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's a cool dude. But you like, if they're not in your house, they're not your friend. <laughs> and if they do come to your house and they're not a friend, you get them out, you know, at, at a specific time. Reparations would actually be easier than friendship and respect. Okay? Reparations would actually be easier than friendship and respect. To just pay some money. Hey, here's here's a million. Get out of my face. Racism is over, right? <laughs> no. What do you think's going to happen when anyone that does not like black people or thinks black people have it too easy or think black people are complainers or think black people are looking for a handout, NAACP, uh, affirmative action, what do you think's going to happen to black people when those reparations hit? It will be almost immediate looting, cyber hacking, uh, attacks. Uh, that would actually be worse than what we've seen the last, you know, three and four years as far as racism. Which also proves my point. We need friendship and respect. How do you get that out of people? Later, I'll talk about the human problems. But how do you get friendship and respect out of a people that almost have never had it? Not on a, 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 a national scale. In certain people, there it is it. You've got mixed churches. You've got mixed relationships. You've got mixed kids. You've got people that understand one another and know how to work with one another. And it's not one working for the other. They're working together. Money won't heal what needs to be done. Like, for real. The money would be nice. The money would be great. But it's like, we're so far away from where we can just drop some money in an account and everybody, you know, knows what to do with it. We're so far away from that that, you know, <laughs> I, it, it, it would be bad. Like, reparations wouldn't necessarily be the, the best thing. Unless it really is just, you know, the teaching moment where people, you know, reparations is, you know, here's a home, here's some land, here's some credit, you know, stuff like that. But even that would like, it's going to piss people off. <laughs> and that, that goes into the world conversation as well. But reparations is, is big talk. 
You see what I'm saying? And uh, like you can't even talk about reparations without making people mad. And I'm even saying this after slavery, lynchings, hangings, all this stuff has happened. And the same people that were enslaving, that were lynching, that were killing, that were massacring, these are the same people that would probably put up the biggest resistance or biggest fight the second those reparations come out. And I've even heard this as a, as a sentiment that, well, how do we know that black people aren't going to do the same thing to us if they were to have power? I, I don't know. I don't want a slave. Ugh. Gross. Like, I don't want a lot of the stuff that I've seen this country become. Like, the, the, it, it's almost childish in the way that a lot of things have been built and, and formed to make us a country. And that's not just us. That's also a world problem. I mean, you just think like you've got certain emperors and, and leaders. I mean, they just chop off heads. Just anybody to speak against them, chop off their head. It's like, is that really, um, is that really necessary? Is that really cool? Like, I get it. You got to defend yourself. You got to rule with the iron fist because you got people roaming around you that will kill you and hunt you down. But it's just like, I don't know. There's, there's something wrong with us as people. <laughs> but with Black Wall Street, we never healed or had an explanation as to why, like, why are people so mean? Like, why are people willing to kill and hunt and rain down bullets over an accusation? You feel me? Like an accusation. They said a boy touched a girl in the elevator. And that was enough to slaughter a whole town. Like if we saw this in present day America, um, no one wouldn't no one would know what to do. Like you take like any small town, if the neighboring town heard, oh, Billy slapped Jenny. And say you have a small town in the Midwest that gets guns and rifles and guns and, and, and all that and goes to the next town and rains down grenades and bombs and all that stuff on the next town. Like if one town chose to murder a whole town, people would flip. They'd lose their mind. And that's where like affirmative action. People lost their mind with affirmative action. Well, you can't give away our jobs and give away opportunities and give... Huh? Well, what was slavery then? And it wasn't that slavery was a career, like a 20 or 30 year thing. We're talking 16, 19, all the way to 1865. You know, almost 200 years. So, I'm sorry, uh, like 200 and like 50 years. That's a lot. That's a lot of time. So, I mean, you got all this time where things have not been right. And this is just talking black and white people where things have not been right. And then during that time where affirmative action is coming up, like nobody wants to talk about this. Nobody ever wants to talk about this. The gentleman with Lee Evans in the 1968 Olympics, the gentleman that was on the podium with them, when they were raising the fist, the black men raising the fist, and they got all kinds of, you know, Colin Kaepernick and, and all that. Um, 
yeah, he lived like his life was miserable. They um, they clowned him and were hard on him because he was standing up there with them. They thought that he was with them. And I'll have to get more background on the story, but they made his life miserable until those guys came in and stepped in to try to help. Any white man or woman that has figured out everything that I'm saying right now, the black history, the white history, all of it, any white man or woman that has figured all this out and become an ally and marched with Martin and Malcolm and, and all this, anybody that is white that has figured all this out has suffered, if not the same, almost completely uh, 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 the same way. So they've been ran out of town, hunted, gutted. It's horrible. And I've got pictures to prove it. And there's people from Canada and all this, like the Klan would throw rocks at them and try to kill them and laugh about it. Like there's whole documents on this, on the allies that tried to help black people, but ended up almost being hunted and killed just like us. So not a bad place of understanding as well. But you've got all these people that understand and nobody wants to listen. And that's it's kind of like one of the hardest things. People say G Jesus was that guy where he was trying to tell everybody that heat, give them that energy and tell them what was going on. And they just wouldn't listen. That's why they killed him because, you know, he was too he was too real. <laughs> but we got the triangle trade. Revenue up until independence. You know, we've got 1776, birth of a nation, using free labor. And, and what would you do with that? I'm, 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 I'm asking, like, if you had somebody to go to work for you, your entire career, and all you had to do is manage them and keep them in a shack, like, how much money would you have? I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about like a sick day, like a substitute teacher. I'm talking about somebody literally coming in and doing the work for you, but you got 12, 20, and 30 people, 40 people. How much wealth could you stack up over a lifetime just doing that and then handing you know, them over to a, 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 a younger person? So 1865, you've got over 100 years of slavery, harsh treatment, caste system, and basic removal of human rights. 1968, now we've added another 100 years uh, uh, after slavery, still dealing with racism, Jim Crow uh, uh, mindset, harsh treatment, caste system, and removal of human rights. I know it's like that three-fifths of man kind of thing, but that's like weak, that's trash. Like, why would you even know? 2015, Black Lives Matter and 2020 COVID, uh, you know, 19 hit hard. And it was a huge awakening of what it means to be black in America while still having no apology for Tulsa, Oklahoma and many years of injustice. So it's like, you know what, Wayne, I don't got time to do all this learning and reading and, and all this. What can I watch at, at home or what can I watch to catch up to some of this so I can understand black people? Um, you can watch Roots. <laughs> The old one or the new one. You can watch Harriet Tubman. Uh, there's a series on Amazon right now. Um, you can watch Roots, the old one or the new one. You can watch uh, Harriet Tubman. There's that one, I believe, on Amazon. Please watch Just Mercy. 
Um, because what, what most people don't believe is, is if you tore your ACL or your shoulder or bicep tendon or whatever in the year 2000 and never got surgery, never got help, never got healing, that arm, that leg is still going to be real messed up. It's bad by now. And if you don't heal those damaged, broken, bruised body parts 10 years ago and 20 years ago, I can guarantee you that you will be miserable today. So a lot of people wonder, like, why do people always go back to racism? Why do people always go back to slavery? Why do people always go back to civil rights? Why do people always go back to this? It was never healed. It was never refreshed. There was never an apology. There was never an open uh, uh, nationwide hug, nationwide apology. We were never loved or accepted as people wholeheartedly. We were kept at bay as if we lost a war after trying to kill a bunch of white people and then put in slavery, which I've never seen. Like we're treated more like prisoners of war than people. (laughs) So watch the movie Just Mercy starring uh, Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. Watch the movie Just Mercy. It gives you a clear a clear perspective, I was going to say description, a clear perspective of why yesterday is still bothering us today. Then pull up Google Rodney King. Just watch that. Just watch that for a little while. You tell me why they couldn't taser him or just, you know, I don't know, put him in handcuffs. I mean, you don't have to put a knee in his back like George Floyd. But it's just like five police officers really beating this one man. Watch them. Watch the TV show When They See Us on Netflix. Watch that. Really watch how they push and fight to keep these black youth in the for uh, profit prison system their whole lives. Um, anytime Black History Month comes, watch the movies that are shown. Watch the movies on TNT. Watch Malcolm X. Watch Martin. Luther King, watch any of these shows, Selma, it's right there. If you want to learn and remove this racism, take in the pain. Take in the drama. Breathe it in. It's going to choke you a little bit. But understand, be ready to, to be ready to be challenged and hear something that you don't want to hear. I mean, we've got thousands of slave uh, uh, racist or, or race, uh, racism based movies that outnumber the presidential movies and shows. And that's what like, that's like the big eye opener for me. If you say you don't understand racism, you don't know what's happened to black people. You don't know this. You don't know that. Now I'm a little bit confused because there are more movies based on civil rights, racism, and slavery put out every year shows as well. than movies about our own presidents or our own government. It's it's kind of sickening. It's almost like a fetish. And, it, and it's to the point where for me, if that's the only way black actors and black actresses can make it into the industry is to do slave movies, movies based on civil rights, movies based in racism. Like, I don't want to watch it. Like, gross. Get off me. But to end things, I did want to, you know, say... um. Much of what we've seen in America as racism 
is a world problem. So I'm going to jump into another line, uh, uh, another lane, I'm sorry. I'm going to jump into another lane and say that the world, okay, <laughs> the world, from a world perspective, there are countries and there are places where people have been treated far worse than black people. So what makes African-Americans, what makes America so significant? In this country, in this place, it shouldn't exist at all. We've got the freedom and the ability to not have to deal with any of this at all. In my eyes, slavery should have been 1619 to maybe about 1620. And then we would have been able to build a strong economic growth and wealth and all this uh, together. I mean, it'd be a much wider country. <laughs> you wouldn't have as many black people here. There'd be like 10 of us. Now, as far as Native Americans, I cannot speak to that. The cruelty, the hardship, and the negativity that they went through, I cannot speak to that. Um, it is bad. It is hurtful. Um, but what, mo most of what we see from humanity and the psychology of humanity, it is bad. Um, powerful men have taken over and implemented systems that are still hurting people to this day. Yes, there's world slavery. Yes, slavery is an old concept. It's almost as old as money. Um, but the, the major difference, I would say, is we don't have slavery of a caste system. We don't have slavery where, you know, in that same society, you can never move up. In our, in our country, you can change um, uh, wealth. You can change wealth plateaus um, in, in that lifetime. In other countries, you really can't. You are stuck. So, yeah, I mean, it's like we've got that going on. We've got women's equality. We've got world problems, um, tribalisms, wars, dictators, you know. And, and, and people love to bring up conveniently, well, black people had slaves. Native Americans had slaves. Irish people had slaves. And they say this to trash them. But the black people that had slaves were trying to establish a name after losing your God losing your name, and the essence of who you are. You think that you can really be the assistant manager. <laughs> it's like the assistant manager, you know, of any job. You think that if you just kiss enough butts, you'll, you'll be a shoe-in for the top spot. Maybe they thought they could get black people free. Maybe they thought it'd be better for them to, to be the slave master as a black person. It wouldn't be a such cruel treatment. I don't know. All I know is if someone is not mentally mentally healthy i don't care what they do from that point on i i gotta write it all off as a uh, trash that's just uh, uh so someone that was a slave is now a slave master trash they didn't get a chance to get everybody out like somebody was a slave was a slave master that got everybody out and gave them all the harriet tubman now i'm listening a native american has slaves you lost your land and spirit and you're trying to establish a name after a savage status. So how do you get control of the land back but to be a slave master over that land? I don't expect quality thinking and a quality mindset from Native Americans in this time because, I mean, they've been hunted, gutted, fed diseases, had their names and everything stripped from them. Some were even raped and forced to have white babies. So it's like, I don't really look at them 
you know, did they get the slaves and bond with them and create a bigger tribe? If that, no, I just, I, trash. Like, I, I can't take that. Now let's go to the Irish. The Irish were indentured servants. The Irish had slaves. So they're just as bad too. I can't take that one either. The Irish were trying to establish a name after uh, uh, removing that thug status. They were the thug. <laughs> you know, the, people were mad and angry because they're like, oh, they're going to bring Catholicism over here. We got away from that. And they had better beer, better drinking, and they outpopulated what we were seeing in America. They just outpopulated. They were like <laughs> popping out babies all the time. So it's like, well, the Irish are just as guilty. Ah, hold on. You got to look at what the American spirit is so far here. It's almost like a curse. <laughs> it's like, wow, you jump on this land and you're cursed with this greed and this, you know, uh, 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 almost, you know, narcissism to, to try to force a life by any means necessary, even if it means having slaves. So I get it. The world has problems. The world has slavery. The world has dictators. The world does a bunch of bad, horrible things. But a lot of people, especially in black culture, haven't had the chance to look at diverse uh, uh, perspectives and diverse uh, uh, governments or different types of governments in their lifetime because they're so consumed with what's happening here. Now, you ask most black soldiers, they can tell you, Oh yeah, they're like we got we we got it's a cakewalk here compared to other countries. But that's because you've had the chance to look at that perspective. When you've had a chance to look at that perspective, yes. When you've had a chance to look at that perspective, yes. But how do you get someone to see that perspective when they don't even know where that country is? When they don't even know where that government is. So you're telling them Hey, you don't have it so bad. Look over here. They got it worse. But you do nothing for their finances, the racism that they've been through, the experiences they've been through, and all the harsh treatment that they've been, you know, been through. So, yeah, from a perspective standpoint, yes, there might be people that have it way worse than African Americans in the U.S. But what else is going on in that country? Okay. You, you got to give the full picture. What else is going on in that country? Like, would you move to that country? Would you want to live there? If the answer is no, then we need to stop talking about it. <laughs> you know, so <sighs> people that have it so much worse than, 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 than in our culture, African-American culture, black culture, people that have it worse than us. Yes, they probably do have it worse than us, but we shouldn't. Like we should have gotten rid of that by now. We should have got along and figured it out by now. We should we should be such a super country right now. We shouldn't have any weaknesses. No racism, no misogyny, no none of this. Like we work well when we work together. And it shouldn't have to be we work for you or you work for us. Like it should be a team. I think our football teams proved that. We've had black coaches and white coaches win Super Bowls. So it's like you know, I, I just don't get it. So now it, it's kind of like the balls in your court. If you don't want to understand, you don't want to understand how to end racism. Um, but but I will say this on the black side of things. When people do reach out to you, when people do talk to you, 
be open and talk to them. You know, be honest and sincere. A lot of the most pro-black and and scariest black people have also had white friends and got along really well with them and have, you know, people in their lives that can convey and relay messages um, equally or just as strong um, in, in the sentiment and embracing of humanity. Like, it really is just humanity. So, in the end of the day, it's not really a black or a white thing. It's it's a humanity thing. So, all right, y'all. I love y'all. Hope you love me back. Please love, like, and share all these messages. I'll see you soon.